Welcome to Parking Lot Drunk with Sean Burke and Christian Senrud. Yeah, I only get them from uh, Pennsylvania for some reason. And it's always to somebody named George. I don't know if I signed a, yeah. a pamphlet or something under a false name or... I've gotten Ricky a few times. Hey, Ricky. It must. It might also be like one of those, like, we're just going to throw out a name and then they're going to have to correct us and we'll know it's an active line. Yeah. So it might be that. It's going to be right 5% of the time. Yeah. Th- I mean, there's enough Rickies out there. Yeah. Oh, oh I'm sorry. Got me abusing the dog on <laughs> camera. Uh, cut that, cut that. Cut. Oh. <laughs> He's a sweet boy. He's a sweet boy. You don't know Oh boy, we're back. We're back. For the quarterly podcast. Here we are. Working man's podcast. Checking in. Oh, it's been, uh, I think, when was the last one? At the beginning of June? I think at the beginning of June, maybe. Yeah. Uh, But, you know, we're we're keeping it moving. It's been busy. It's It's summer. We're on summer hiatus. Hanging out. Hitting the beach. (laughs) As you can clearly tell. uh, I can't even walk the dogs anymore without, like, having to, it's so annoying because, like, you get out of the shower and then immediately have to put on sunscreen oh, or yeah. I just, I like I literally just walked to the park, which is a quarter mile and back. And I, I just got another fucking shade darker. And then I've been trying to even it out in the backyard, you know, for the, for the summer bod. <laughs> and then gonna just get that glistening glow. Doesn't matter. I'm just going to have a red neck regardless. Yeah. And go red. Uh, oh, there we are. We hit record. The dogs are activated. They They were were, sleeping 30 seconds ago. They were laying down, not doing shit, but they want a piece of the action. Waylon more than than most. But, yeah, we're back, man. It's it's July. That's crazy. Which is fucking nuts. Fourth of July weekend. Big, big weekend at the bar. We've had... It's been a fun time at the bar lately. Yeah, uh, I bet. That's always the fun time where people are like... There's that weird patriotism that only aligns to drinking. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Doesn't really mean anything I else. I don't know how to express my patriotism in other ways other than getting blackout drunk and pissing myself. Yeah. So there's that. I mean, I'm looking forward to it. It's, it's still be nice to have a day. I mean, I'm, all, I'm not working the night shifts, which is going to be nice. I'm only going to do like a three to nine. Oh, nice. So I'll get... I'll get the sundown sundowners, I think. Yeah, you'll get the old the old person crew that's been drinking since three and that are like, all right, I can I can I can manhandle the seventy five. Well, yeah, I mean what what we need to factor in with day drinking and what most people don't is like how much the sun just zaps your energy. Like uh, our bar, I don't know if he's the bar manager, but he's the bartender that's for sure been with the bar the longest, like thirty four years or some shit. Damn, and he, like. Uh, before we had an anniversary party it was the the bar's 55th anniversary and so they did a whole like day thing with you know people in the back lot and vendors and whatever else but um uh the night before he was just like (laughs) it's it's like it's hilariously unprofessional because he's just (laughs) like no you don't understand people are gonna be fucked up (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like he, and this he is going to be civil war drinking. 
he calls them sundowners where he's just like they're gonna be drinking all day and then something happens psychologically in the brain when the sun goes down there's nothing behind the you eyes turn anymore, into the guys. last of us zombies <laughs> you gotta keep an eye out for it watch in the eyes check her check their eyes check their id but check their eyes because <laughs> they go crazy <laughs> um and uh, there there were some incidents that that evening but it wasn't it wasn't the sundowner crowd. It was a uh, gang-related activity, we believe, and uh, a possible somebody snuck a gun in. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, that's always that's cool. I mean, that's always uh, that's a that's a bummer for two reasons: a, it's a deadly weapon inside of a bar, and b, it comes directly back on you as a door guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, but I I didn't. You're not the TSA. You don't have. Uh, <laughs> we don't have wands. Uh, I do. We do check bags and we do check waistlines. But if you, you know. Where else could it possibly be? <laughs> yeah, so that that was fun. Uh, my fir- my first stabbing hashtag my first stabbing. Uh, <laughs> yeah, tell us about that. That's uh, that sounds like a, a fun time. Oh, it was great. Uh, you know, you, you you think you made it through the whole lot, whole night. Last calls called. Everybody's being shooed out to the back lot to mingle and try to get their last licks in to make out with somebody yeah last chance romance yeah you know last chance to dance and next thing you know uh somebody's buckled over with a sheet of blood just coating their shirt and you're like oh no and somebody yells hey were you just stabbed (laughs) and then you know next thing you're on you're on next thing you know you're on the phone with 911 in the security room checking over surveillance footage and you essentially watch a prison shanking in slow motion where just some fella just slinks through a crowd like a goddamn shark and then just real quick stab 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 and runs off so all the tv shows and movies have done their research because that's how it actually well it might be like a a godfather thing where it's like which came first did the yeah that's true what did they were like that looks like a good way to do it i think we should do it that way so uh i don't know um apparently the cops like once they got the photos and everything they're like oh we know who that is they did it, what was crazy is it didn't even make the news it was like this bar's yeah. 55th anniversary it ends the end night ends with the stabbing and just does it's like apparently this probably happens a lot more than we realize and yeah just, i mean like i think that's like kind of a los angeles area kind of thing because i was on my way to the movies a couple of weeks ago and i passed a like kind of roadside motel up in uh glendale where there was like seven police officers with their guns drawn and it didn't even register to me i just drove by and saw like (laughs) all these people with their guns drawn at a door i was like oh that's pretty crazy and i just kept driving and i was like what the fuck was that (laughs) Uh, you know another bomb threat another whatever yeah it's just that's la baby it's just guns out (laughs) sun's out guns out (laughs) absolutely beat you to it But uh, yeah, that's that's crazy. Summer summer brings out the crazy. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a good summer. Yeah, uh, I, it's I don't know. Yeah, the the question is like, why haven't I quit? Because <laughs> it's not yeah. like I'm getting paid well, and like I've been trying to weigh. I'm like, what what am I getting out of this? Like I am paying off my quarterly taxes with this job, but also like could go you're doing it as research for your yeah, sure. uh, for the pod yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. this is right off i did realize that like somebody who takes a bunch of different types of jobs and like works a bunch of different things like 
their life is way more interesting than somebody like me that worked at a pizza place for 10 years and then went to college and got an office job. Like, I don't have cool work stories. It's like, well, Jimmy fucking somebody drank all his cold brew and he fucking flipped out. Like, that, that's all I have. You have interesting stories of like real world shit of like somebody got stabbed. I mean, I guess, but it, what's what's it worse? Like my yeah. my mom asked, like, "Are you getting good fodder for your comedy?" I'm like, "Not yet. I haven't found a way to make the." <laughs> it's pr- all the, too dark. I haven't found a way to make the gang stabbing funny yet. <laughs> yeah, but I'm 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 you know I'm mining. I'm <laughs> yeah workshopping. I, it is. I don't know. Like most most of the time, it's like pretty mellow, and like I don't mind it. Like you have to kick people out or like <clears throat> turn people away from the the door, and some people get real shitty, but like. It's it's a good hang. I like all the guys I work with, the people I work with, and like it's like paid people watching. You're just like Yeah. You know. And you don't have that weird cop complex where you're like No I, I get off on the no, power. And I even get when here. I, even when I'm like something's happening, like I'm in a de escalation mode, I'm just like, guys, calm down. It's all right. Like, tell me what happened. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm there to break it up, but like, you know, not everybody most of the time people like will match your energy so it's like oh okay like somebody's talking to me like a human they're hearing me out but some people are just assholes and that's you know especially with alcohol involved people fucking suck yeah like on friday we were it's literally last call we're we're kicking everybody no it was wednesday and like it's wednesday at 1 30 go fucking home yeah uh, and some <laughs> not, somebody like I have to like whenever the pool table gets jammed I'm the one that unjams it the table they're like hey can we get the key for the pool table I go out to unlock the pool table I try real quick it doesn't work the way it should and then I'm like dude it's last call anyway just I'll give you your dollar back but you can't play and they're like well they're playing and I'm like yeah yeah they're already the balls are racked and they're out so like them getting then you turn into a kindergarten teacher talking exactly. to your child <laughs> and like this dude just kept fucking hounding me and I was just like and he was a cock when he came in so I was like he already came in and was like oh I gotta show my fucking ID and I'm just like you know yeah. what you have need you to ever show been me, to a bar yeah you need to show me three forms of ID now you <laughs> yeah. fucking twat but uh, yeah I got his I got uh, I might take that one personal. I might be like, oh, I'm going to watch you. Like, I'm going <laughs> to. Yeah. <laughs> Your drink might go missing a little quicker than others. So yeah. Stuff like that. But for the most part, it's like just a fun hang. But, you know, if if it ends up with broken bones and whatever. And bleeding like, out on the sidewalk. That's yeah. Uh, I mean, as somebody who's had his nose broken at a bar before, I'm like, uh, at least this one's on the like I get workers comp maybe. But yeah, even that that's a fucking headache. Yeah. I don't know. Are the stories worth it? <laughs> I mean, eventually. You just have to put in the time, yeah. and then you can write your, your memoirs. Yeah, of, uh, I'll just have my Rudger Hauer speech at the end of the at, <laughs> of my life. Be like, I've seen things you people couldn't imagine. <laughs> A stripper named Orion on fire. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, I talked to my therapist about that. She, I'm like, well, you know, like. I don't make a lot of money. I'm get, kind of getting by, but like, I'm not bored. Like, I like every pretty much every job I go to. I like I'm I don't dread the commute. Yeah. So it's stuff. It's stuff like that. But it's also just like, yeah. But I'm tired. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like the older I get, like I realize the simple, like the simplicity of jobs, where it's like, oh, I can just come i make pizzas for six hours and then i go home and there's that's my that's 
work is a small part of my life. Like that's a small thing. Whereas when you build a career at something, it becomes like everything. And you're like, I have to keep it going. Like it, it's like a, a, a gambler chasing the bad money of like, all right, I, well, this is every, this is my whole life. This is who yeah, I have become. You bet it all on black. Yeah. And like, if you have, that's fine. But like at our age, I'm like, I think it's too late. Like, I can't just out of nowhere be like, I'm a career guy. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm fucking, like, I'm coming up on, like. I mean, if Rodney Dangerfield can become a comic at well, 40. yeah, that's. <laughs> you like, can become a middle, middle uh, level uh, manager. Yeah. I could, I could be a fucking regional manager at a UPS store yeah. or something. <laughs> Cash out with 20 bucks in your, uh, your 401k. Yeah, so I don't know. It's like I've see I see people that like went the career route, and I'm like, oh, that, I get it. But also, just like I don't know, you got to look in the eyes because some of them are just dead behind. Oh them yeah, and you're like oh man, well, all right, yeah. You know, I'm I'm one paycheck away from bankruptcy, but also like <laughs> yeah, you don't have the like I see people at places that work there for like 35 years, and I'm like, really. I like it hurts me <laughs> when I hear that where I'm like I've been coming here for five and I I get anxiety when I walk through the door <laughs> but yeah I don't know I guess it's uh, all the way all in the way you look at it like it's, it's also like I'm sure the hopefully the paycheck and the vacation time and perks correlate somewhat but it's also just yeah. like I mean I I could get for fucking the right amount of money I could go fucking clock out mentally for eight hours 10 hours a day yeah for but i you know but i I'm also add enough where i'd probably get bored of it and but then be like i have enough money i'm fine i'm gonna live forever <laughs> i've worked here for three months i'm retiring <laughs> that's the most money i've ever made in the smallest amount of time i'm out of here <laughs> yeah going to thailand i've just been in the mode of like i wish there was an even earlier retirement I oh, wish yeah. I wish the state would be like, "Hey, we'll give you sixty grand a year if you just take it easy." I, I yes, it please. Right like, now, I watch NBA player salaries and I get jealous. Oh <laughs> like, yeah, man! Uh, I could live for the rest of my life for one year. I take it personally when I don't win the lottery, even if I didn't play. I'm <laughs> yeah. Like, what the fuck? That should yeah. be mine. Like, you drive by those big billboards, you're like, "Fuck them!" Oh uh, yeah, but I. Uh, it is. I don't know. I I've been doing a joke about this, but like when they say that the the lottery ruins your money or your your life winning the lottery ruins your life i'm like as p diddy and may said mo money mo problems absolutely as the poet laureates have mentioned in yes. the past but like it is it is true because people are if you've never had i mean not that i have had that kind of money but you don't understand like you buy shit and like okay you bought it but then there's also like uh, this uh, TV writer was breaking down the one of the last people that won their won the lottery and how fucked they are already, because they bought like a I don't know but multi million dollar home yeah with uh, like their half half a billion winning, and she's like, look, that's fine if that was it, but you're gonna have to pay estate taxes, you're gonna have to stay ins yeah. home housing insurance, like th that your money is already gone just with this house it's not even already go it's gone in five years yeah for, with all these added costs and like furniture and whatever and it's just like all right 
no like you don't win the lottery and then stay living at this level yeah you essentially like i saw this when california had the big where's that the mega millions like i don't know four or five years ago where it got to like the billion dollar thing like this lawyer basically described what the steps you would have to take if you won the lottery and it was like you have to erase yourself from the internet yeah and everyone you know like essentially outside of like very close family you have to disappear (laughs) like because people like oh well you open yourself up to this lawsuit if this person like remembers the time that you hit their car like just weird shit like that oh absolutely where i'm like yeah that is i'll i'll try it I'm going to go the, if I win, I'm going the other way. I'm going Brewster's millions. I'm just like, it's <laughs> yeah. going to be a fucking spectacle. It's going to be a reality TV I'm gonna show. I'm going to change my name to Maximilian and just be a fucking cartoon character. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to wear Scrooge McDuck attire, no pants, duck feet. <laughs> I'm going to waddle my dick around. <laughs> wear a little fucking bridge nose glasses that I can barely see over. Fuck yeah, but. I don't know if your if your life's ruined anyway, you might as well have fun with it. I mean, that's the thing is like everybody's life is ruined. So that's what I'm saying, I've been doing it pro bono. At least give me a fucking bankroll. Yeah, me a living wage. God damn it! Yeah, all me and the homies are all going to Sao Paulo, baby. <laughs> yeah, going to Rio. And basically, if I win the lottery, I just want to live my life like it's the Fast and the Furious, but we're not on any mission. I'm just going to <laughs> locations, and oh, I can drive. Let's see if I can drive this car out of this building. All right. Oh, oh, I can't do that. Here's a check. Yeah, I, the amount of fun I would have with—I don't even need a lot of money. I would just buy yeah. like a piece of shit, and if anybody cuts me off in traffic, just oh well, we're playing Mario Kart today. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you you're late to work. Oh, I'm sorry. I noticed that I had paperwork. A, I had a thing with that last week where it was like traffic in LA is a thing where it's like everyone's beat down by it, not a big deal. But if there's like an unknown like stoppage of like oh this is the morning commute it's always shitty but then there's some kind of stoppage on top of that people turn into animals and like cars are trying to pass on the shoulders and then you have people (laughs) like me that are like not really thinking about what they're doing but i see somebody coming up going probably 50 on the shoulders like no fuck this guy so i just kind (laughs) of check at him with my car to be like nope oh Oh, fake trying to <laughs> essentially drive them into the wall. And I was like, that was a weird reaction to that situation where I was like, you think you're smarter than me. Yeah. Nope. I, I do have moments of that where you, you just get a, a glimpse. I'm like, is this road rage day? Is this yeah. like if somebody I'm like, what will they do? Is if this I the get day out that the I'm on the news? Yeah, I get out of the car first and just be like, or go up to their car and pretend to turn one. Like, yeah. But then you get shot, and you're like, "Was it worth it? Was that was <laughs> yeah. the bit was the bit worth it?" Yeah. Like, guys, I'm in the hospital. <laughs> I'm a fucking star. Oh, I'm gonna get so much money. <laughs> I just won the lottery. <laughs> yeah. I lost a lung, but <laughs> it was worth it. Who needs to? Yeah. Yeah. Well, just the the writer strikes still going on. You're still working. Yep. Uh, it's it's been kind of weird that um, there was people picketing in front of NBC, and then all of a sudden they're like, "Oh, we've got construction to close down the sidewalk." <laughs> weird. Like, I was like, "Your guys aren't doing any construction on the sidewalk. Why is the sidewalk closed?" And I was like, "Oh, this is real shitty." <laughs> that seems like some mob shit where they're getting like the different unions, like because I I feel like 
that kind of construction would be union. Well, like, all it is is like scaffolding and like uh, tarps over it. So it looks like construction. There's no construction people there, and there's not even enough room to build anything there. They just have it closed off because of construction. Well, finger it, quotes. I mean, it's, it's, I mean, it's a smart play, Cotton. We'll yeah. see how it, uh, how it plays <laughs> But it's out. also, uh, right now, is the, uh, the screen, uh, the Actors Guild, their contract just came up two days ago. So it's like this is the kind of time where we figure out what's going to happen because like either a, that's going to force them into, cause you can't really make TV shows without actors unless we're all doing video game recreations. Obviously I, I don't know shit, but like, it does seem like, yeah, nor do I, I just, what, but like, all right, hypothetically. So this, this, the residuals are the big sticking point and the AI are the sticking points of the writer's contracts, yeah? Yeah, and the kind of uh, less people to do the work, like the mini rooms, yeah. I've also heard. And the and streaming... streaming Residuals, residuals. yeah. So, like, actors get... It fe- seems like the Writers Guild is going to be the precedent for e- the watershed for everything else in terms of AI and streaming services. So, like, it would seemingly be, as somebody with no acting experience or no industry experience... It would be, it would shoot yourself in the foot to not stand with the writers and like, hey, we need to get yeah. set a precedent for how this is going to play out for the rest of us because if we bend over or bend the knee now, we're all fucked in the future because it's like, oh, my likeness is now owned by NBC and pro- maybe it already is. Maybe yeah. they've already written that into the contract, but like, you know, you're not somebody with the the, the legal power or the legal team who's had the ability but you're on your way up but you know okay say you're just doing commercial work or background work or small roles now but in 10 years like you've put in your time and now you're past pedro pascal or whatever yeah. having your moment and you're like oh my they own all of my likeness and ai can do whatever they want with it yeah i don't like yeah that's a whole other aspect of that because that's i I can't imagine you can sign over your Im- like. Hey, you went to this restaurant last night. Uh, we own that character, so that character can't eat fish. <laughs> like, because <laughs> um, I mean, like, I don't think it's gonna get to that. Maybe it will, uh, but like, you still see. Well, it's not. It's not even. I don't know. Like, it's not like Arnold Schwarzenegger is signing off on all these AI things where it's just like, oh, put Arnold's face onto this scene in this movie. You know. Yeah. So like. Could a, could a company do that? I I don't know, but like it's being done like already. Seinfeld Vision and yeah. Thirty Rock. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Oddly, I mean it's weird prophetic. because like it goes both ways because you see a lot of these uh, kind of tertiary characters on TV shows. Like um, I just heard one for the Parks and Rec, a Parks and Rec podcast that was like Jerry mm-hmm. or Gary or Terry, whatever name he went by during that. He's hosting, it's a completely unaffiliated podcast, but it's like, he can still take that property, I guess, because it's a podcast and he's doing it himself. It seemed weird that it wasn't like sanctioned by like the production company or anything. It was just like, I was on this show, so I'm doing this now. Yeah. I mean, it would be weird to not like, I get an NDA can, I, I guess. Yeah. And it wouldn't even be that. Cause like who, I don't know. 
Yeah, it, it, we're getting into the weeds of legalities and whatever, but like, I mean, Pam and whoever have that office yeah. podcast, and I mean, granted, D and I mean, the the sunny, always sunny guys. That's their whole fucking thing. So like, they, yeah, they probably can do whatever they want with it. But yeah, I mean, it would be weird to not be let people talk about their experience because it also would cut your ability to be like, you know, it, it promotes your IP. Yeah, it's just that you don't have a kind of grasp on it, which I would assume like the yeah. But at that point, they it, can't make money off of it if it's just the actors doing it. But I don't know. Yeah, I mean, they. I feel like they've they'll make their money regardless. So yeah, I guess like, at any given point, it just drives back to the original IP. So like, if you're listening to a podcast about a show you're going to go watch that show. So yeah, you're like, Oh, I want to see what they're talking about. Yeah. Like you bring up the clip or whatever. So yeah. Uh, yeah. It's a lot of, a lot of shit going on, but yeah, I mean, you're still employed. That's good. That's true. For the time being, I'm, I'm happy to be employed. Stoked. Yeah. I'm stoked actually to be employed. Um, (laughs) I was bitching about it earlier, but (laughs) I am very grateful. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Um, Thankfully, I have enough jobs that uh, Di- I lose one. Just diversified some- your employment. Yeah, We're, I don't know. Like, I not, and still, I'm like, should I should I start a business? Should I should I buy a screen printing setup and just do I start my LLC now? Do I I have one. I just, do, <laughs> but do I set do I, do I start a second one? Yeah. Should I get into ATMs? <laughs> I've been doing the th- going through the mode of like noticing little things that piss me off, and I'm like, is this a business? <laughs> Like just solving these little tiny we need to we just need to think tank day where we just sit down and we just brainstorm what do they call that the uh the when you have like a creative group to just get together and with ideas yeah it's just a brainstorm well there there was a whatever brainstorm's fine yeah but like yeah dude i think about that all the time because it's just like all right liquid death is like fucking crushing it and it's essentially just being like we're gonna be the tough heart we're gonna be the tough spark <laughs> yeah. of water we put water in cans oh there's a skull yeah you're not yeah. a pussy it's a tall boy kind of almost their super bowl commercial was pretty awesome yeah though. and but they're having fun with it yeah and i mean like i it, i I'm it, completely on i drink it like dude i what i've i don't know if like this is a bad sign for like me being an like a for sure alcoholic but like me, I'm not good at like filling up a water bottle and taking it around with me, but if I have like just cans of water, I I'm like out the door. Yeah. I'm grabbing a can. I don't like buying bottled water because the pla- plastics are bad. Aluminum's fine. Plastics yeah. are bad. But like I had like just the spring waters, and I was just like, I'm so fucking hydrated. <laughs> this is yeah, great. But like, I mean, it's also it it. I'm sure it has to go with the psychology of like why like red bulls are so popular is because the can's smaller and it's like the way it fits it's it's a unique thing where it's like same thing with that uh what was that box water was it called box water uh yeah um box water is better yeah it was like the same it was, thing it was, it was like, no plastic and then they it's water it, in a different container and now they put a fucking plastic tip on it and you're like come on like what the fuck yeah but i've i've been do like i just have these like i buy like juices from the coffee shop and like they have just like a reusable it's like a big fucking jelly jar essentially yeah i've just been putting it's so stupid but i put just waters and they're ready to go and then the likelihood of me just grabbing that why not a big water bottle i don't know i'm yeah. fucking dumb 
But regardless, I mean, it's also like just drinking straight water. Like you think about your day, like coffee's got water in it. I need some excitement. Like my problem is like, I, I don't know if I'm hypoglycemic or what, but like my sleep and water affect my mood so much that I'm like, yeah. if I don't, I'm like, if I start getting my blood up, if I'm like seeing red, I'm like, I need to drink water right now. Like, yeah. And then it just kind of dilutes the, the anger. The I've old, definitely gotten that way. The older I get, sleep is like pretty vital. What an impromptu guest. We're like Mr. Rogers. We just never know who's going to yeah. stop by. And we got our buddy Patrick Booker in over from a couple blocks away. Patrick, Sean, get to meet finally. Actually, we meant, I meant to have you on uh, already to talk just Midwest drinking and just like what you've seen change in drinking pa- and your own drinking. Because <laughs> you're, long- you're not a quitter. You're no, still no, no, I'm not a quitter. And how long is this podcast? Five hours? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, I mean, we got we could cut it up into a couple episodes. And you actually did want to give me a bourbon. I can see now you're serious. Oh, I mean, if you want. Did uh, you have you have one? I'll I'd be sure. Only if Sean does, too. Yeah, I'm down. All Let's right, fucking yeah. do it. Can, can, can you make it old fashioned? Okay, just bourbon on the rocks then, and cap me at one, please, for God's, yeah. for the love of God, Sean. <laughs> Only need one. For the fucking love of God. It's all you need. I got shit I got to do. I have a life coach now, you know? Yeah, it's Sunday. And she says don't drink during the day. It's the only time to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, all right. Well, fucking three Midwesterners. We got Ohio... Michigan, Minnesota. Damn. Uh, all nice, white, repressed uh, males. Good yeah. stock. Midwest, we're <laughs> yeah. good stock. We got, we got out stock. of the humidity and mosquitoes. and uh, Not in June. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't set in. I was just in uh, Minneapolis, actually. It was yeah, that. yeah. We, oh, yeah, we, we communicated. Did, did, you, uh, did you go to the Floyd? Uh, uh, I was around it. I didn't go to the racist. Floyd. Racist. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's mainly why. <laughs> But, <laughs> but like, I don't want to look at dead in the eye. I don't want to look. <laughs> but my you went shame. to Matt's hamburger place, right? Yeah, we went to. I went to Matt's. That had was a, cool. Huh? Had a juicy Lucy. Uh, it's their calling card burger. Uh, they're they're okay. supposedly the original juicy Lucy. Juicy Lucy. The original. I mean, Obama. You see the picture of Obama in there? Yeah. He stopped by there. Yeah, I mean, what, dude? It was it was good. It was like our first stop yeah. off off the airplane. Warn you about fucking biting into yeah, shit like so that. it's like kind of a double double, but they put like cheese in between the patties. Injection. Like, oh, okay. Yeah. So yeah. for some I've reason, it gets like molten hot. <laughs> yeah. It's and like they're lava. like, here you go. <laughs> but like, but but be careful. Yeah. Don't jump in all at once. Yeah. As soon as we yeah. just give it to you. Yeah. yeah. We're signed this real quick. Did, did you understand. go to any of those dive bars I recommended? I was on like the team program, so it was. I didn't really ha- like Matt's was pretty much the only thing. Oh, that's that I, cool. I got was, to do. That, you got a good one, and you saw South Minneapolis a little bit. Yeah, we uh, we were mainly like on campus, right? And rolling uh, around. The University and, of Minnesota. Yeah. Yeah, I used to bartend on the West Bank there, 
at a bar. It, they've since tore it down, but right on the West Bank there. I didn't know you used to bartend. Oh, for many years. Oh, yeah? Yeah. How'd you get into that? I'll tell you how. I was. Uh, I just I just graduated from college in Mankato. I went to a state university in Mankato, Minnesota. And I went back for the summer to my hometown of Rochester, Minnesota. And my mom had remarried. And, you know, my stepdad was cool. He was kind of stoic. But, you know, I... I got a job there. I got a job because my stepdad had a distant cousin that owned this really cool bar in downtown Rochester called Tinkler's, and it was high end. <laughs> Tinkler's. It's <laughs> a great name. Now, <laughs> are you guys doing this not tonight? Tinkle. Tinkler's. We're going down to Tinkler's. One who tinkles. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I never even thought about it until now. It sounds like a fucking name, man. Talk about repressed. I didn't even fucking think about that. But it was a real high end. You know. <laughs> <laughs> the piss was real high end. The piss. Yeah, it was all the piss, the golden, pl- pl- golden plenty shower. of nutrients. All pale yellow piss. Of, no blood in the piss. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they had it removed prior. Yeah. yeah. And it was one of those bars that they had a fucking ladder, right? That would move because oh, it was, yeah, I mean, yeah. it was majestic, right? So I learned, I, my point is, I, it, was, it was slow, thank God. It was more of a, a high end dinner place than, you know, I just make these fucking cocktails, you know, <laughs> you know, doing shit like that. And uh, so I learned how to do the high-end cocktails, and then I fucking ran with it, man. I fucking uh, you know, bartended many, many fucking places, you know. And col- or I went back to school after that, bartended in a country western bar. I fucking bartended up Minneapolis when I started comedy for six years up there. And then I, uh, before the comedy, I, I lived and worked as a bartender in Scottsdale, Arizona, in fucking Rio Doso, New Mexico. Jesus, I didn't. Damn. I didn't realize you moved around. So oh, much. I'm a fucking hobo. <laughs> you, like you, Christian. Yeah, a little bit. You got to run okay. from the law here and there. Yeah. Do uh, I look stable to you? No, 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 that's why we get along, buddy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, um, do you have any like Keller bar stories? Like any bar fights? Any bar fights? Yeah, like uh, that you watched or or took part part in. Well, I got a good story. You want to hear this one? Yes. I was working in a country western bar in Mankato. I, I went back and got a, another degree. This already uh, sounds like a country western song. Yeah. I was working a bar in Mankato. <laughs> it was about 68. The war was on. <laughs> it's like a Tom Waits song. <laughs> I mean the war in my head, not the Vietnam War. Yeah, the war in my soul was raging. <laughs> So, on fucking weekends, number one, the bar manager was a fucking alcoholic. He used to encourage us to drink behind the bar. <laughs> encourage you. Encourage. Uh, what are you doing? You got drinks? Yeah, Go ahead. Come on. this lead bartender. I'll never forget that guy, although I forgot his name. He was legendary. And on the weekends... It would go to where they had a, a, a big bar, and then there was a back fucking another bar. There would be six bartenders, plus the alcoholic manager running around. And every time I'd look, there'd be a shot of Jack Daniels. Jack Daniels was the booze of the day back then, you know, then. And you'd look, he'd be make a fucking drink, and then this, you know, the lead yeah. bartender, it'd be another shot. <laughs> and we'd get so fucked up. We'd be more fucked up than it's the people that were to a honky-tonk, if you can believe that. <laughs> so anyhow, they had a bouncer. They had a bouncer, and, and I befriended him. This guy's name was Jim Brown. I mean, just like the fucking song. The guy was six fucking seven. Great guy. He could do a great lurch impression. 
you know? Yeah, Adam's family. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> he looked like him, you know? I mean, that tall, you know, he do that shit. <laughs> so get this. This is a great fucking story. So there was an alcoholic salesman that would come down there. I mean, he was a high, you know, he's a high-end salesman, and he'd get fucking smashed all the time. There was two of these cocktail waitresses were going to move to Shelby fucking Montana, of all fucking places. And this is just before fall uh, quarter started. We went by quarters. Yeah. And, uh, and so this rich sales guy had a fucking Winnebago. <laughs> All right. He offered the Winnebago to these two fucking floozy cocktail waitresses. He's probably banging them. I don't know. And so they wanted somebody to drive with them or help them drive. So me and Jim Brown, the fucking 6-7 guy, <laughs> we, yeah, we'll fucking do it. You know, it was just before yeah. school started, you know. So, so, you know, we didn't have much fucking money. And so we're fucking driving, you know. The fucking RV to like Shelby, a, like Montana. Like a toddler with a giant steering wheel. <laughs> yeah. Beep, beep. Just like a bus driver, you know? And uh, fucking, I've never been, I mean, I've been to Montana before, but never fucking Shelby. It's in the fucking middle of nowhere. There's a train that runs there. Their, their largest employer is a fucking slaughterhouse, okay? There's about 3,000 people. So we get there, and, and these chicks are just floozies. We get there. <laughs> Floozy's and, a throwback. I yeah. Like, oh, you don't, you don't know? You don't, you I mean, know. I know I, it. Yeah. You know it, right? It's not like. I forget I'm 100, you know. I'm 100 <laughs> but you got they, ran out of, they ran out of money, the two gals. They could not return the fucking RV. <laughs> oh, weird. We're going to have <laughs> to keep it. We live here now. Uh, They're the original family. I got the home. RV. I, I, to this day, I don't know what happened. I don't give a fuck. But we, me and Jim had to get back to school. We had so, so you drove out there with With it. the idea, we're going to help them move, and then they were going to come back and get their fucking car or some shit. You know, something oh, yeah, like yeah. that. So what ended up happening with the RV? Well, these two chicks. These, they these just co- kept it? No. We're in Shelby. And we went out, and they were kind of inkling to run out of money, you know. <laughs> you know, like gas money. Oh, yeah. yeah. That kind of shit. So uh, we limp in the fucking Shelby. It's not looking good. Jim and I don't have much money. We got to be back in fucking three days or, you know, to go to school. You taking a bus or was... How well, get... we were hoping we were going to go back in the, R- the, the fucking oh, Winnebago. Okay, okay, yeah. okay. That was the plan. So nobody's dropping got money to drive it back. Yeah. Yeah. So we said we got to get out of there. Me and Jim, you know, we made plans. It was just all in one night. I mean, they, we kind of knew by the time they got there, they didn't have any fucking money. So we, we went to a bar and we're... I had $10. He had nothing. Ten fucking dollars. He had nothing. We went, we bought, well, maybe I had 15 because we bought a fucking beer, you know, each. You know, maybe that. And we're making our, you know, we got to get, we, we got to get out of it. We're going to have to fucking hitchhike. No, I'll tell you what was the, what was the impetus. We come back from the bar, back to the Winnebago, and it's parked outside a truck stop. It's fucking rocking. Don't come a knocking. <laughs> They're turning fucking tricks. Oh, <laughs> Jesus. The bitches are turning tricks. I mean, I shit you not. They saw a problem, they solved it. So I mean, they needed money. <laughs> yeah. Well, I couldn't stay there for four days and watch that, you know, so we had to be back. <laughs> yeah. And so we just started fucking hitchhiking. We hitchhiked from West East Glacier. Somehow oh, we're up in fucking East Glacier. Jesus. I, I don't know what the fuck we're doing. Yeah. But that's where we started hitchhiking. And we got 
we got a ride all the way, and it, it got us to around Gillette, Wyoming. And I don't know if you've ever driven those. I'm sh- sure Christian has. Have you? Yeah. yeah it's the most fucking area. desolate fucking area of your interstate you're ever going to see. Yeah. I mean, outside of Gillette, you know. Yeah. Just fucking, there'd be like a car every fucking hour kind of a thing. <laughs> and so we did that for a while. And then Jim looks like, like I said, like fucking Herman Munster. Like, you know, we look like uh, uh, in cold blood fuckers, you know. <laughs> <laughs> So finally, I said, Jim, go fucking hide in the fucking culvert so I can get a... <laughs> You're fucking scaring people, man. We had no fucking money. So he goes, lies prone in a fucking culvert. About three hours later, I get this fucking truck. Not a, not a semi, like a fucking... You know, like a 20-foot truck, you know. With, yeah, with box a truck. A box truck. A box yeah, truck. Yeah. You know, some packing shit in there. Guy gave us a fucking ride... We had some really sad periods. I don't know if you ever hitchhiked and just with, had no money. Uh, we've come close. Okay, okay. But when I'm you have no a, money. I'm more of a hiker. <laughs> yeah. I feel like hitchhiking kind of died after a little bit just because it was like everyone's like, don't pick up hitchhikers. Well, like, I've such picked a, like, up then, hitchhikers. I've never hitchhiked myself. Yeah. Well, this is 1980. Okay. So, you know. Yeah. It's like Richard they didn't Ramirez. Have any Netflix this is special showing how you can this get is post chopped up. post Ted Bundy You're time, but it's around aware that time. Of the Night Stalker. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, you know that. I mean, you really bunch had of people to died look somewhere. For fucking uh, crime, you know, back then. So anyhow, we got in this fucking truck. The fucker took us all the way back to Mankato, fucking Minnesota, Damn. and we got back in time for fucking class. <laughs> End of story. It was that your intro, like when you were doing the the round robin, like say something about yourself. Yeah. Like, well, well, my coworkers are whores out here fucking turning tricks, and I don't know that they're ever going to get that RV back. Well, they're nev- heard, definitely not getting the I, I smell heard, out of it. I heard the guy had to fly out there. Get- <laughs> What he gets for fucking giving yeah. his fucking RV to floozies. Fly out there and evict no them from his life. He serves him fucking right, man. <laughs> no good deed goes Yeah, also. really. Damn. Really. <laughs> oh, you guys are in trouble? Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, I'm sure he got a blowjob out of it, you know? Yeah, you think they're going to be a whore with a heart of gold. And turns out they're a whore with a regular old God horse heart. Yeah, I'll never forget those two. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> I mean, what a ride. Yeah, that was well, a ride. That was a great. That's the only time you ever hitchhike. <laughs> only fucking time. Well, I mean, it was a good one. One and done, you know. One and done. Y- y'all you needed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's your, that's your one bartender story. <laughs> yeah. How did well, you I get... wasn't even bartender. You wanted the bartender story. <laughs> How did you get out of oh, bartending? Oh, I was bartending because, you know, I said that, uh, yeah. that honky talk. Yeah. <laughs> How did you stop? When? So, all right. At what point what, you're, did you start doing comedy when you're bartending? Or did you come back to bartending with no, comedy? No, back then I had not started comedy yet. That was 1980. I, I, I went to college, I graduated high school in 74, so I took six years to get, you know, fuck around. I got two, I got a journalism and a sociology major, a psychology and a business administration minor. You know, I took my time to, to get the journalism one. I was just, you know, just working, just an undergraduate, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I did it quickly before I lost my will to fucking go back. I felt that that was going to be more marketable than a sociology degree. You know, I never yeah. used any of them, you know, other than here. Your, your reporting skills are very good. You know, I can, yeah. I can, you know, I can go to cocktail fucking parties and talk about this shit, you know, yeah. about my degrees. That's, that's worth a four-year education. Absolutely. 
Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That thing about your kids, boring. Let me tell you about these two floozies from yeah. Moncato. <laughs> it's all fucking true, too. <laughs> That's what's crazy. So you are you meandering through college. At what point do you pick up a mic and start doing comedy? That's a really good question. Uh, my brother, Mark, the one, the aforementioned guy that I'm estranged from, he's two years older than me, and we, we went to... My, I went to I went to a community college in my hometown for two years, and then I went to Mankato, which was a yeah, four-year yeah, yeah. state university. And so I had a, my first year in Mankato. My, bro, my 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 brother Mark was wrapping up his undergraduate degree or some yeah, shit. Yeah. I don't know. So we went down to this fucking bar one time, and they had they had like an open mic. It wasn't really comedy, just like fucking say what do you ever do. Not me. But my brother went up there and fucking did it. And I was still afraid to do it. So I never did it at that. I'll say my first mic was in Minneapolis. Not not there. So, but that kind of planted the bug, just seeing it? No, I always, I, I wanted, Christian, I wanted to do comedy ever since I was this high. I remember watching Johnny Carson as fucking six years old, uh, mesmerized. But... Just it was always in the back of your mind. You never really sought it out because I mean, back then it wasn't like a thing that you. There was like a, a path to like. No, oh, not, if you want to try it, you have to do these. Well, things. absolutely, there wasn't many really comics. There was uh, Steve Martin. There was uh, uh, who's that fucking guy? Uh, Carlin. Uh, I, I can't stop my leg. What's that guy's name? Richard Pryor. No, well he was around, but I uh, yeah, Richard Pryor. Uh, what's his? He's Jewish. Robert Klein, Robert oh, Klein, and then Jerry Seinfeld started popping in the picture, you know, around then, because mm. he was doing it in the 70s, and I had also went to New York, Christian, uh, I had a buddy that lived in West Ch or, uh, White Plains, and so my first trip to New York was not comedy related, but I went to fucking the improv in Hell's Kitchen, Bud Friedman's fucking improv, <laughs> on 44th and 9th and it was Hell's Kitchen was fucking scary in the late 70s yeah I bet fucking scary I mean it's All called of Hell's New York Kitchen. looks real fucking I, scary I stayed in, in Hell's 70s. Kitchen on, oh I got a long story I was in Hell's Kitchen my last four nights there I fucking love Hell's Kitchen <laughs> but but back then it was fucking you know darkened yeah this is like CBGB's area. yeah 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 that kind of shit so so I was an aficionado. I went to see mm -hmm. fucking the improv. And I remember seeing, uh, I don't think I saw Larry David, but he was around there mm -hmm. doing it down there. But I, think, I remember I seen this guy named, you ever heard of John Men Mendoza? The name's familiar. Oh, the guy was hilarious. He was deadpan. He had a sitcom for a while. Then I read he fucking went into fucking corporate speaking. What a whore. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, you know, just trying to do anything to survive. It's like, whatever. What a, yeah, what a, but he was cockroach. funny. You want to hear a couple of his jokes? Sure. He goes, he had a really a deadpan delivery. He goes, uh, you know, this is like if you're married. He goes, uh, hey. Welcome to uh, the doghouse. You know, my, my, my wife, you know, you're sitting at a couch. And uh, uh, his wife goes, uh, honey, would you, what, do you, what would you like to do today? Kill you. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> And then there's another one, the only other one I remember. They're watching a movie, and, she, and his wife goes, uh, what happened in that? What, I get here before you? <laughs> <laughs> you know, just shit like that. Just angry dad Oh, jokes. yeah, it was just fucking hilarious. And then one time, I, I saw him at the, they used to have a club here 
in uh, uh, West L A kind of Palms. You know, one of the one of the showcase clubs back in the day. I can't, not the Ice House, the, the Igloo or Iggy's. Iggy's. There was an Iggy's that had a that had a plus fucking comics coming down there. And he was down there one night, and I was with a friend of mine, Paul Dillery from Minneapolis, who had moved to L.A. And, and, and Paul Dillery was on the fucking first HBO comedy special with Rodney Dangerville. He's one of the, he was the first fucking guy in that. Damn. Yeah. But he had no organizational skills, and he never fucking did anything with it. There's probably Jesus. a lot of those. Yeah, there's a lot like, of those. Yeah. People that That's why I got a coach. I'd be one of those. <laughs> People that can't get drinking out. fucking bourbon at fucking noon. I yeah, mean, pe- people. Some some people just can't get out of their own way. You know what I mean? I mean, <laughs> it, it's a long weekend. Yeah. We're all just celebrating. Yeah, the fourth baby. Yeah. yeah. So, ask me any fucking thing. I got a fucking story. So, what was your fir- when? What was your first mic then? Okay, so Minneapolis had a good scene. I I moved up there in '86. I was back in Rochester, bartending. Banging chicks. <laughs> I mean, banging fucking chicks. <laughs> Just cleaning up Just, at Tinkler's. Uh, I, I was, I was, uh, <laughs> I was twenty fucking seven oh. or twenty eight. I think twenty eight. It was the best year of my life. Fucking chicks. <laughs> I had so many women best girlfriends year so far. Yeah. Well, thank you, Christian, for giving me hope. <laughs> but anyhow, I digress. What was the question? First, Mike. Oh, first mic. So I, I specifically, I was bartending in Rochester, my hometown, and I specifically moved to Minneapolis to to start comedy. Yeah. And uh, that was eighty. You had a mic in mind, or you're just like no, I didn't know the one. scene at all. So I did like everybody. I, I moved up there first, and I got a job bartending. Was my first at on the West Bank of uh, University of Minnesota, and. Uh, and then I kind of scouted a couple of open mics and was checking out the scene. Uh, I, I don't know if you know who Joel Hodgson is. He, huh? He's a magician. He was on Saturday Night Live. Uh, he moved out. He, he, he skyrocketed. He rocketed his stardom. He's good friends with Jerry Seinfeld. But anyhow, he's this Minneapolis phenom that did these corny, crazy fucking... You can <laughs> see him on YouTube. He, he, he's one of the... He's one of the first fucking... He's the only first comic that ever did Saturday Night Live. Jesus. And that would be like in the early 80s, like 80 fucking 182. Joel Hodson. And he, Mitzi passed him on the fucking first fucking uh, audition. They put him right in the main room. He got Saturday Night Live immediately. And then he was up. They wanted him to be fucking Woody in Cheers. And he fucking <laughs> declined. Jesus. He declined. <laughs> you know... <laughs> he's the guy that started fucking. He's the, he's the head of uh, Mystery Science Theater three thousand. That's Joel Hudson. Oh shit! Oh, Joel Hudson. All those guys are my guys. I did comedy with all those fuckers. Frank Conniff, mm-hmm. fucking Trace Ballou, Mike fucking. Uh, uh, I can't remember his name. <laughs> I mean, that's a good class to start with for sure. Yeah, I was with all those guys, all the fucking Mystery Science Theater guys. They wanted me to fucking write on it, but I, they never, they never officially asked me, you know, but the word was out and they gave it to uh, Frank Conniff, TV's Frank. Uh, uh, Did you ever watch Mystery? No, Frank Kess, 
the the one that did like the George Bush as the one I'm thinking of uh, on Mystery Science Theater. No, I, I never I watched know. one fucking episode. I thought it was fucking sophomoric as fuck. I loved it, but I yeah. was also like, it hit me right. Did I, it? I, I was the target audience because yeah. I was like a fourteen. Really? What was so, what was was so like great four, about it? Fourteen years old because it's like you and your friends talking shit on a yeah. movie, but let's like. And I, was, I never really remember them as like individual episodes. It was like always on in the background. Like I feel like I knew about the show. I didn't know the name of the show. It was just on. Oh, with really? Like a thing and what, I was what like, channel was it on? Comedy Central, right? Yeah, I think. And then it was also just like a, a better written Beavis and Butthead, essentially. Yeah. Where it was just like, okay, they're doing movies. Beavis and Butthead's doing And it was real quick. Well, like, you know, I just got this, you know, I just got this contrarian uh, uh, Might have a chip on your shoulder. Yeah, I'm bitter. If anybody's got success, I ain't going to fucking watch it, you know? Yeah. I, here, here's my thing. If everybody's watching it, I'm not going to. That, yeah. That was my, that's my MO to this fucking day. I mean, that's... I think me and Christians too. It served me well. <laughs> like, it served me well. Yeah, I just started watching The Wire literally Did yesterday because I was just like, I'm gonna let the heat die well, down. I, then 30 I wanna... years later, I'm like, <laughs> yeah. guys, have you seen The Wire? It's, I did. I did the same. Good. I did the same thing. I was pulling up Omar and the the cheese stands alone quotes to people, and they're like, yeah, that came out when I was 14. Fucking Sopranos, <laughs> ten years after. Same. I, I ten years after. I only watched it finally during the pandemic, yeah, where I'm like, like well, fuck you guys. I got time. Because I've seen the idiots roaming the world, and if they like it, I'm not going to like it. If yeah. I, I have to either get in before the initial wave or like after it crashes. I need to be in the mode of, uh, <laughs> I told you so, or uh, I'm too cool for this. <laughs> yeah. Have you heard of this? I'm like, if somebody else tells me, I'm like, no. Nope, uh, you, you know, The Wire? No, I'm thinking of fucking Oz. I watched a little bit of Oz. Uh, okay. I did try The Wire. That's out of Baltimore's, right? Yeah, the, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I tried Oz. Did you watch Oz? No, I, I remember the time that it came out was right around the wire. It was like one of the first. It was up there with the Sopranos. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Oz and then Six Feet Under were like the first really yeah. good fucking productions. Yeah. And if you've ever seen Six Feet Under, I'm, I'm watching it for my fourth time right now. Yeah. It's fucking awesome. I, I feel like I've... Have you, Christian? I've watched yeah, like watched half it. of it, but yeah. Oh, it's I one of those really movies that, you know, it's like, oh, Jesus Christ, I think I'm gay. You know, they, you know, they make, <laughs> fucking the shit they make you go through. Yeah. And there's a cock fucking... <laughs> Jeez, Big old gross. swinging helicopter yeah, dick. Like, who fucking does that? Just yeah. corpse's dick with shaved God, I feel like that's a mode of HBO of like... Fucking shocked the shit out of me. This episode's kind of slow. Just throw a dick in there. Yeah, right. right. Yeah. right. Yeah. That's fucking... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Have we had incest in a while? Let's throw some in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So anyhow, I watched, uh, I watched the likes of uh, Joel Hodgson, uh, a couple other guys that went on to success, more as uh, television writers. When they moved out to Hollywood from Minneapolis, yeah, and you're building yourself up too. Like you're, you, I mean, you were doing uh, cruise ships and shit. Yeah, and you were touring yeah. And stuff. Yeah, I, I, I did six years in Minneapolis, and I was probably an opener, maybe a week feature. But I turned 35, and I wanted TV, Christian, you know. And back then, it wasn't social media; it was more, it was more TV, you know, network. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was like and the demographics are 18 to 35, and I was very cognizant of that. And I thought, man, I'm 35. I got to fucking go now. Yeah, back when, like, everyone talks about those days where it's like, there was, like, five channels. Yeah. Like, once you get to that I mean, it would change your fucking life if you got in fucking Carson or something. Yeah. You know? But I tried that. And uh, so I went out to Hollywood, and I lived in Hollywood for eight years. And, uh, you know, know, call up fucking people. Call me in six months. I'll go fuck yourself. I showcased for Mitzi three times during that time. And just nothing. You know, Patrick. 
<laughs> Why don't you go on the road for six months and come back? Okay, Mitzi. <laughs> and did you? No, no. I, I, I see. I never did mics in Christian. I, I didn't do mics. I would go out as a feature and keep my, you mm-hmm. know, I go out as a feature. I, I work temp jobs. I go out as a feature, you know, maybe once or twice every quarter. When you were doing that, did you have like a stable of guys who like you featured for, or did you just throw it out to the? Club no, I so- forged my own way as a feature by sending out VHS tapes and shit like that. That's how you did yeah. it. Yeah. That, that I didn't. There's no headliners brought me along and opened mm-hmm. for him. And I mean, but where, like, where did you get to doing that? Like, did you, where were you touring? Did you like establish like a route? Or? Yeah, yeah. So anyhow, I, I I worked on an act. I got <clears throat> to MC level in Minneapolis by going to open mics. You know, I don't remember how many mics they had. They probably had, you know, they had four or five good mics in Minneapolis at that time, 1980, 81, somewhere. No, no, excuse me. This is 86, excuse me. And uh, so I got, they had four full-time A rooms in Minneapolis running at the same time. Acme, which is still there. But back then it was called David Woods Rib Tickler, who's a friend of mine from my hometown of Rochester, Minnesota. Rib Ticklers. 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 He went on to do two Letterman's. Not, not bad. Yeah, yeah. And uh, uh, and so I would just MC in Minneapolis. I was making 300 a week just MC and never even had to leave town. However, they had these short little uh, circuits, you know, mm-hmm. like in North Dakota and Wisconsin. You know, you would do some one-nighters for these club owners. And my first road gig was with Tom Arnold. Damn. He, he's out of Minneapolis. Yeah. Yeah, that's where he started. And that's where I he met Roseanne that. was in Minneapolis. Oh, shit. I yeah, also yeah, didn't that. know that. Yeah. Well, you didn't know that? No. The club owner, Scott Hassan, who died two, two years ago, he was the, uh, uh, the comic impros... See, I'm drunk. <laughs> <laughs> and thank you. Let's cap it at two. <laughs> I'm, I mean, we can't because yeah. I'm almost out. Oh, so. yeah. Well, there is a guy. Th- those are that's a double. Cool. There is a... Oh, it's a double? Yeah. That's the way to do it. It's set a limit. She's at... She's acting single, <laughs> so I'm drinking doubles. Beautiful. Thank Can you. you just keep singing and that'll yeah. be our, our yeah. Thank you. Our I'm audio out of here. Show. Yeah. So all right, so you're you're doing well in Minneapolis, but it's no, not yeah, enough. Oh, oh, so you yeah, move so west. So I ran a fucking Hollywood. I lived in Hollywood for eight years. And. You're, I mean, you're doing out. You're doing well enough out here, but you're not getting passed at the store. So you're you're doing features and yeah, I'd go on the road and do some features, some nice clubs. You know, I had some you know my, some minor successes. That's all comedy is is just your success, just little blips of success. Yep, you know, in a, Christian. In that's an all endless it is. battle for relevancy, huh? In an endless battle for relevancy. <laughs> yeah. uh-uh. Well, I'm so happy for you. Yeah. I've been watching you through Instagram, and you're finally getting some uh, traction, and deservedly so. Wow, it's all optics, baby. I'm just, just <laughs> no, promo- come on, man. promoting a vision of success. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy for you, man. Hey, no more. No, I mean, yeah, it. This is like definitely feeling like I'm hitting a stride in terms of like building something and yes, making you are. connections. Yes, and you are. it's <laughs> like it. It feels good because it's like I don't feel like it's forced. Like I'm just make, no, meeting more organic. people. No, it's organic. I feel. I feel your 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 uh, pursuit is organic more. yeah i try to be genuine and not you know whatever not yeah. try to overextend or yeah. ask for things are, i don't think i deserve are you besieged with comics uh trying to get booked on your various i wouldn't call it besieged people ask and people throw it out there and you know it is via via instagram or in person yeah, both, both most mostly instagram but um 
you know, some people like you can tell they're kind of need like dancing around it, and they're like, "Oh, what's up with that show? Like, how do you?" <laughs> just like, <laughs> like, yeah. And let know. me ask you this: Where you find some of these? Where you obviously you're out and about, but where are you finding some of these other acts that I see come through some of these uh, productions you do with? I've never even heard of these people. Obviously, um, they're L.A. or something. Well, yeah, a lot. I mean, most of them are L.A. Essentially, I just want to have like at least one or two people that are like can do a fucking twenty-five. That's just gonna make sure. Like, if if it was o- just twenty-five there. Yeah, if 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 it was only them, it would be worth your twelve bucks. So like, I find right, people, right, like, right. So I, I agree. Get, I, I agree. try to and I just try to build around like okay. the headliners and like it's mostly like it's the people that are the store guys or door guys at the store. <laughs> You have a triple. You give Sean and I a double. Yeah, it's it's, it's a pair uh, now, isn't it, Sean? So one for me, one for you, <laughs> but, and three for here me. We go. I, mm, mm. <laughs> but no, yeah, I just uh, I see people on flyers and I see clips of people, and I'm then, just like, if it makes me laugh, I want to get them on and I want to get them involved. And like Bear City is like. I don't know. You see, kind of like other people promoting a show at like your kind of level, and you're like, all right, this is sort of the tier. And I've 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 tried to ask like people that are bigger or whatever, and like some have been receptive, and some are kind of like. One person was kind enough to just be like, no, and some <laughs> mo- most people are just like, oh yeah, and then they end up bailing, and I'm like, if you just said no, it would have yeah, been yeah yeah e- easier we, we for cut to chase. I, I thought it was really cool you got it with Sama Siddiqui, man. Oh yeah, he I was on a show with him like years ago um it was a coffee shop in santa monica no kidding and even like even like three four years ago i was just like this dude's like the most charismatic person i've ever very charismatic on stage and and and, and hard working like no other hustles like hell but and then like you know you follow somebody on instagram and you're just like this he's he's like some people just got it and you're like Mm -hmm. you just want to like you want to but he worked at it i told you i was doing this three o'clock bar bar three o'clock mic you know, some of my trips to uh, New York before the pandemic. You know, yeah, because you do up. like a stint out in New York every now and then. I did that. Uh, did you ever do the Otto Shrunken Head on uh, 14th Street and like uh, <laughs> a, a? You're just making up words now. <laughs> <laughs> well, he, I do that every fucking day. I was there because it would start your day off. You could just do anything. You, f- I like the guy that ran it. His name was Jimmy Peoples. And Usama Siddiqui came down there every fucking day. I probably did 100 mics with fucking Usama. Damn. Yeah, and he was fucking awesome. Yeah, he's great. Every he's just, fucking time up, he'd do something different. And like you said, he was so charismatic, man. Yeah, I don't know. I just keep my eyes out for people. And then, like, if yeah. they... I, so, I, I only book people I think are funny. So how so. did you reach out to Usama then? How that uh, Through Instagram. And so ju- what'd you say? I was just like, hey, man, if you're ever out here, I got I got a room. If you ever want to do 20, 25... And he just said, I'm happy to be going to Yeah, he's like, I'll hit you up when I'm out here. And so he did. And, uh, yeah. But hey, hey, Christian, do you, do you have any – keep this in mind. And, 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 you know, I don't like to do this, but it might help you as well. There's this gal out in New York. Her name is – I'm not going to give her last name, but her name is Lana. And she's a producer out there. Mm-hmm. And she's a very, very nice person. <laughs> See? This is the doghouse. The weekly installment of Waylon tries to ruin the podcast. Waylon gave a beat there. (laughs) And uh, she's coming out roughly. Is this also your life coach? No, 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 no. no. That's a whole different other story. Oh, but okay. So Lana's coming out. She's going to be out here. 
in uh, L.A. This is fucking crazy. <laughs> now, roughly uh, August fucking 20th to, to 25th, if that helps, if you can keep that in mind. Okay. If you have a show, if I could have you put her in there, she, she, she'll reciprocate when you come out to New York. That's yeah, my point. I'd be down. Yeah. And she's funny. She's funny. Yeah. That's all I ask. Yeah. <laughs> I guess Whalen had bourbon too, huh? Yeah. Sean, what do you what do you do, man? Uh, I'm a graphic oh, you're graphic designer or graphic artist. Designer, yeah. yeah. What's your What's your bread and butter work of such a, a website? NBC. What? Uh, oh, I so do. you so you work for somebody as a graphic yeah? Designer. So I do like all the social all the stuff for like shows and stuff like that. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. How long have you been doing that? Going on almost ten years. Yeah. Wow. Eight or nine right Good now. For so you. yeah, yeah. Now you're talking about NBC. That's in Burbank. Uh, yeah, it's in Studio City. But yeah, yeah, yeah. How's your commute? Uh, it's long. It's a very long commute. Uh, like an hour each way. Are they building a fucking light rail all the way down there now? I mean, that's the the promise, and they've been saying that for a while. But who knows if it's not yet? Huh? It's it's one of those things that it's always like two years away. Yeah. So. Right. But, well, good for you, man. I didn't know that. Yeah. I mean, we're only in the office three days a week right now, so oh, it's like... that's so cool. It's not that bad, but yeah. What, what days do you have to go to the office? Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. So it's like middle of the week, yeah. so like you get a longer weekend. And it, and out of curiosity, uh, you know, just curious, why do, why do you live in El Segundo? Um, I kind of think it's just because I'm paranoid to move up there. <laughs> realizing me like if i move up there they're gonna let me go <laughs> they'll lay you off and then it's gonna be like now i have a fucking apartment in studio city that's yeah, but three times the price well let, let me reiterate this sean why el segundo uh i moved out to el segundo because i got a job in culver city which was fair enough manageable fair enough um i, I love Cul culver city but it's a tough fucking town to get to yeah it's tucked away man yeah everything west side like just i didn't realize that until i got yeah. out here like talking to anybody about it like yeah i live on west side and they're like well i'm never coming to your place yeah my <laughs> fucking right. blood pressure spikes when i get close to lax area you know yeah yeah i just like it because it's like now that i've experienced it like the 20 to 25 degree temperature change oh, from yeah. like the, the valley to oh, yeah we like it here in LBC, don't we, Christian? I fucking love it. For the fucking, I don't. I've never used fucking air conditioning. Oh Ever. yeah, that's like Ever. I talk to people from work, and they're like, "Oh, what's your AC bill?" I'm like, "I don't have air fucking conditioning." Fucking zero. Yeah, I have the ocean, which is uh, perfect. But mm -hmm. um, yeah, and it's always like trying to figure out, like, do I want to move north? Is it? So is you're it happy north? where you at? You got a nice crib. Kind of happy enough. <laughs> well, enough to be we're like never happy. My rent's going to double if I move anywhere Happy else. Happy so. is just stepping stones between the ocean of shit you got to wade through. So. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I, hey you want to hear one of the funniest one-liners? Yes. And it's a guy out of Minneapolis. He doesn't do comedy anymore. I was doing open mics with him, you know, and we got into a produced show there. One, there was a gal that was one of the best female comics at the time. She, But she brought me and this guy named Marty Meisinger, our first real paid gig. At Dunley fucking Riggs, man, which is renowned. That's where, who's the fucking guy from SNL? And then he became a senator, and then he grabbed some chicks. Oh, Al Franken? Uh, yeah. That's where he, he, you know, that's all Dudley Riggs shit, where he oh, started. They launched many a, a success. Yeah. Louis Anderson, all that shit. Yeah. What, what was the question? I'm so sorry. Or was there even one? Your best one-liner. <laughs> oh. Your favorite one-liner. So this fucking guy, you know, he looked... 
Well, he was. He looked. He was crazy. <laughs> but he could do code, you know what I mean, back then or whatever they were doing. And he'd go up there, and he wouldn't even move, you know. He'd have this fucking demonic fucking facade. <laughs> he'd open up with this. And I'll give you the second joke, too. He goes, uh, you know, one day you're lying in a gutter, <laughs> broken alone. <laughs> I think I've heard something like this. <laughs> and then suddenly things take a turn for the worse. <laughs> <laughs> he'd open with that. <laughs> then he'd go to the second one, and I don't remember anything else because I was laughing. <laughs> and he goes, ah, I, <laughs> I didn't get much sleep last night. Boy, did they tie me down good. <laughs> 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 yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> I feel like one-liners have been lost. Like, in terms of like, I mean, maybe like that kind of well got drained, or like, but like in terms of like a a one-liner that just stands the test of time, like there aren't that yeah. many. Yeah, you hear anymore? Unless they're super weird, like Hedberg. Like, well, yeah. Oh, I opened for Mitch Hedberg. Oh shit! In, in Rochester, Minnesota, my hometown. I told this to. I was out in New York, and I there was a small mic at uh, the the Greenwich. You ever done the Greenwich Comedy Club? I've never done it. We I didn't have any time to do <laughs> well, comedy. The guy that runs it, his name's Drew. He's a great guy. He lets me fucking do shit, you know. And uh, you know, you can really experiment. And uh, so, and Ryan Ryan Schooley was there. You know, I was running with Ryan. Oh, I, I was I, in New York. I, I actually asked fucking Ryan. This is just when I, my last trip. I go. To, to the smattering fucking mic, I go, uh, would you prefer I do my antics? <laughs> <laughs> or would you prefer I like to that hear my just story about when I open for Mitch Hedberg? When and you then meet said, somebody. And then Ryan said, let's you know, hear Mitch Hedberg. <clears throat> Were you just in the, in the fucking cycle of, like, people that could open or, like, did... No, that was a you? real crazy fucking happenstance. Do you have time to hear that? I nope. mean, how was, the, how was yeah, how was the show? How was, like... Who, Mitch was Hedberg? It, yeah, have you, had you seen him before? No. Did, did you know anything about him no. before you saw it? No. What, so what did oh, you think? Oh, damn. I, it was quite, I was blown away. I was <laughs> yeah. blown away. You want to hear how it happened? Yeah. yeah. So I'm living in Hollywood, and my mom is still alive in Rochester, Minnesota. So I would come back there a lot, especially in the summers, to see my mom and fuck some chicks. <laughs> Unrelated. <laughs> not happening in Hollywood. You go back to the Midwest. Uh, Just clean so house. The bar's a little low. I'm so sorry. Don't tell Janet about this mic or this <laughs> podcast. She doesn't fucking listen to my shit. Anyhow. She does, too. <laughs> She's at most mics. She, she, she encouraged me to go to New York. I wouldn't have went to New York if it wasn't for her. Yeah, man. She's Ever. great. She's great. Yeah, she is great. I, I, I want to take it back, though, because you do have one, like, one a great one-liner that like I think about often. What? Because you go... You know, I'm at an age where um, people don't ask me about my parents anymore. <laughs> oh, still, I'll pop that out. Yeah, I love it. It's oh, yeah, I'll pop that out <laughs> if it's a show that is worth it. Yeah, that's a, it's fucking true. <laughs> it's Thank true. Hey, that's funny you should say that, Christian, because uh, uh, Christian knows this, that I recently got a life coach because I'm filming my first comedy special here in Long Beach at the Long Beach Playhouse Theater. Oh, awesome. In December. Come on yeah, out, December everybody. December 2nd. It's a Saturday. Fuck yeah. And I got 
two crazy guys. Uh, uh, Ryan's going to open. Oh, he's, hell he's yeah. He's getting really fucking good. Fuck yeah. And then I got this crazy fucking guy named Mike Kramer. <laughs> I mean, the guy, you won't fucking believe him. I mean, I can't even explain him. And then, uh, and then Brianna's going to MC. And then Jason's my, uh, as you know, my executive yeah, yeah. producer. And, and Christian's going to be part of it as well. So oh, Awesome. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So it's anyway, I digress. Do you want to hear the Mitch Hedberg? Yeah. Today. Okay. Okay. Yeah. okay. <laughs> this, this is how it happened. I mean, it wasn't like I got booked and I was with him. It was just a weird uh, bunch of shit that happened. So back then, they didn't have social media, you know, none of that shit. Not yeah. even fucking email. You know what I mean? That's how yeah. fucked up it was. I mean, it's way back. Yeah, it's way back. Fax. You got to call fucking fax simile machines. Phones, mail. Yeah, post that, yeah office, that kind of shit. So, VHS. Yeah. So you don't know of other fucking comics, you know? Yeah. Other than that people talk about. So they had this, they had this uh, periodical called Just for Laughs. And it was a weekly, kind of like the Grunion, but it was for comics. Yeah. Is that the same one that's like in Montreal, Montreal and whatever? No, oh. not not related at all. Oh, okay, it, it might have been called something different, you know, than just for last, like the Montreal one. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? But it was very similar. It could have been. I don't fucking know. To tell you the truth, that's a good question. Well, either way, there's a periodical <laughs> called <laughs> yeah. Just for Laughs. It's a weekly, like the Grunion. <laughs> <laughs> He's my life coach. Yeah, <laughs> he'll keep you on the track. Bring it back. So. uh so that would come out every week, and of course, you know, you'd look at it, see what the fuck's going on. Who's and, and, this? And you would really <laughs> like to see your fucking name, so you could ejaculate onto the periodical. Yeah. Oh, this is it. I'm in print. I made let's it. Let's stick these pages together. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Fuck Gorilla Glue. I got something a little bit better. <laughs> All right, there you are with some sticky just for laughs pages, and there's a casting call for a Mitch Hedberg. <laughs> By the way, the fucker grew up in St. Paul, Minnesota. The yeah, he's, irony. From, he's from out the, there, yeah. But he didn't do comedy there. He started in fucking Florida. Oh, weird. Yeah, he was a weird. hobo. He, he left uh, right after he graduated. He fucking went right to fucking Florida. And then he spent some time down there. And then he really developed in Seattle. He did about five years up in Seattle. And, and I can tell you something crazy after I tell you the story, which I truly believe. I just, I just told that to these people. I told that story to out in fucking New York. So anyhow... And uh, so I, I, I'm coming back to, you know, my hometown fr from California. And I'm looking at the whatever it is, Just for Laughs. And I see, you know, again, I've seen Mitch Hedberg, Mitch Hedberg, Mitch Hedberg, Mitch Hedberg, Mitch Hedberg, Mitch Hedberg. And I see the fuckers performing in my hometown on my fucking business. Not on my watch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to bury him. I'm going to go there and so, bury him. So back then... They didn't have an internet that you could buy weaponry. It's <laughs> <laughs> just a guy you, you knew from high school. Drive. So you just strapped something to your ankle and tried to get a spot. <laughs> so I, I so he, he, and he, it's just a one nighter on one of these fucking tours out of who you know probably Minneapolis whoever the fuck. And I so I call up fucking the Ramada. It was at a Ramada Inn, you know. You know, just you know, you've done you know, just this fucking bar, right? Yep. So I uh. I call up Ramada and I say, hey, man, this and that, and I'm back in town, and could you use a, somebody to MC it? Yeah. Come on down. You know? Mm -hmm. So I drive down there to uh, the, the Ramada Inn, 
And I, I go in there, there's nobody in there, and there's fucking Mitch Hedberg at a table with a friend of his that, that was running with him. You know, I think he was going around the country, and that was his feature, but mm-hmm. it was his homie. But he didn't do any, he might have did some time in there. He must have did some time. I don't, why else would he be there? Yeah. Unless but, he had but, a night but off. But they were having like a beer, sitting at the table, and I just went up and introduced myself. And he, he was shy. You could tell he's shy. You know, he was shy. But he was nice. And they had no problem with me opening up, emceeing. And so I, I, I did that. And then, by the way, by that time, it, it, it filled up to six people. <laughs> I so, shit you not. So full There's house. no more than fucking six people that saw the great late Mitch Hedberg. So all I really remember from that was when he did the escalator bit. <laughs> and then I was just blown away. <laughs> I was just fucking, who does this? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I mean who, yeah. you know, there was no YouTube. I, who fucking does this? Yeah, I mean, it's kind of wild that he, he isn't, like, bigger on TikTok. I guess every now and then he'll flare up on Instagram. Well, but. to get yeah. this, Christian, he, he did Letterman 22 fucking times. That's a lot. I think Brian Regan broke it finally because, he's, you know, Mitch is dead. Yeah, because uh, uh, who, who I'm not friends, but I know Brian too. You know, I'm friends with his brother, or, you know, whatever. And uh, oh, the day that Mitch Hedberg died, I'll never forget. Uh, I was in Hollywood. My brother Mark, my estranged brother, was visiting, and we went down the improv and had R.I.P. Mitch Hedberg. You know, we didn't know anything. Yeah. But uh, oh, I got something to fucking say here. You're in Hollywood the day he died. Oh, so the day he died, which was like March 5th, I still remember, like March 10th or something, in March for sure, can't remember the year, but uh, he got more hits on the fucking internet. One of the fucking popes died the same day, (laughs) (laughs) and he out-fucking-hit him. (laughs) Doing numbers, baby. I mean, can you fucking believe that? Yeah, kind of. So, I mean, yeah. when he died, I mean, he was popular. I mean, what kind of clips does the Pope have? Like, you know? Yeah. Here's me in a fucking Pope mobile. Oh, well, here's me not getting shot. I mean, yeah. Well, what am I going to go, me go meet? a cardinal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what am I going to do? Go meet God, the mm-hmm. guy I love mm-hmm. so much? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's Mitch how, is already there, baby. So that's <laughs> how, that's my Mitch Hedberg story. Oh, I got one more follow-up. So when I'm in Minneapolis, not only was this Marty Meisinger a funny guy, there was a guy named... Rocky Johnson, and he just died as well of cancer. He, I, I <laughs> used to all run. just seem like made-up names. <laughs> yeah. so there's no, no. Rocky yeah. Johnson. They're very generic. I used to like... run with him, and, you know, he sung to all my vices. I mean, the fucker was a mess. I mean, we gambled together. We fucking drank together, <laughs> fucking smoked cigarettes together. Hoard in a Winnebago together. <laughs> uh, and he was so fucking funny, Christian. <laughs> he was so fucking original. But he was so disorganized, you know, he could yeah. never get bookings. Nobody knew what he was doing. I'm convinced, although I, I don't know for sure, Mitch Hedberg was back in town for a little bit in Minneapolis. I don't know what year. And I know he, he had to have seen Rocky Johnson. And I think Rocky Johnson influenced Mitch Hedberg. And I'll say that to my fucking dying day if anyone wants to listen to me. Oh, damn. Not that Mitch Hedberg isn't fucking prolific and great. Yeah. But I think... Influence doesn't mean... No, yeah. Yeah. I was influenced, you know. We're all influenced. We're all influenced. But I tell you, Rocky was the original Mitch fucking Hedberg. By far. Damn. The fucker had jokes 
so well crafted and so fucking twisted and crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's 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 it. That's my story about that shit. I like it. And uh, you've been, I mean, when when did you come back? Because you were... Uh, for my last trip? No, like, for to comedy, because you were gone for years and years. Yeah, right? yeah. Because 2015. Like, speaking of Brian Regan, he's kind of what he soured you from comedy for a while, yeah? Did you? Did I tell you that story? Yeah, I forget if that... Okay, I I'll, mean, I can edit this no, no, out. No, no, if, no, 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 I'll tell you what happened. So, <clears throat> I'm in Florida. I was doing the, the coconuts. It's kind of a B or C run. Mm-hmm. And, and, and uh, they're out of St. Petersburg, and they're renowned for allowing features to be headliners because they didn't pay much. Mm-hmm. And you're doing, you're doing these Ramada Inn bars and shit like that. So I'd go down to Florida. and it, So I got a taste of being a headliner, you know, going through the bill fucking, you know, all that bullshit. Yeah. So I, I would headline down there in Florida, and I wasn't very good. You know, just, you know, looking back, it wasn't that good, but I got—I didn't get beat up, you know, or whatever. I got <laughs> yeah. fired from several jobs. You, you got paid. Yeah. Well, most I got nights. fired from a couple of fucking jobs. Uh, Pensacola, they fired me, you know, doing these. I mean, you do it long enough, you're going to get fired. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think so. If you're doing it good. Yeah. If you're not just some fucking <laughs> pussy that's just. I'm not talking about kittens. Yeah. 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 You know, like, oh, what's the deal? Real Batman quote two thing. forks? <laughs> There's two forks. <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> Tell me what you're going to do with them. Who are you going to murder with the second salad fork? Have you yeah. seen this? Have you heard about this? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so, so you're one in of, coconuts. One of my gigs in this coconut run was in Lakeland, Florida. Do you yeah. know that? Yeah. Yeah, it's on the four, Interstate 4. It's where the Tigers have spring training. Yeah. So, yes. Very good. Very yep. good. Very good. It's uh, real. It's about 30 minutes out of Tampa on the way to fucking Orlando. Yeah, yeah. You know? And so, in fact, even the, the Ramada or whatever the fuck it was, I was just down there not too long ago, and I drove by that fucker. Or no, I was on Google Earth looking at it. What the fuck is wrong with me? I mean, really. Do what I is some t- downtime to look what at is time? places I fucking Just been? going on Google Earth I mean, vacation? Like- I guess I ran out of macabre fucking murder scenes that day. <laughs> You probably were trying to find one on Google Earth. Like, yeah. maybe there's a chalk outline. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you see where somebody was stabbed. Google Earth's got to have a couple. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put my money on Florida. <laughs> yeah. There's got to be some brain particles somewhere here. Yeah, I mean, probably can't find any in the swamp. Maybe, yeah. maybe the van. <laughs> Down by the river. The Cadillac, maybe. God. So, yeah. All right, so you're in doing yeah, the scene so, in Coconuts. So, uh, Lakeland, Florida. Lake, Lakeland, Florida, and the fucking, I'm headlining, and the feature, well, I didn't know it. Dennis Regan shows up. I'd never met the guy. I mean, I knew Dennis Regan, or I mean, Brian Regan, I knew of. Mm-hmm. But I didn't know. I mean, I knew he had a brother. I, I, I guess I fucking knew who he was. So you knew Dennis Regan, his brother. Huh? You knew Brian Regan's brother, Dennis. Yes. And then... He, because he filled that guy that canceled. He drove from... He was living at Tampa at the time. All right. Well, back it up. So you're doing a Lakeland, Florida show. You're the headliner. And, 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 and Dennis Regan shows up. Dennis or Brian? Dennis. Okay. So Brian Regan's brother shows Brian up. Brian Regan's brother. And he, he lives in Tampa at the time with okay. his with his fucking fireman brother. He, he likes attention. Yeah. It's but you've done great work with uh, Waylon. Lay down. <laughs> Lay down. One mic. Lay down. One mic, one pushing him away. Lay down. 
down. He wants to rip out your esophagus. <laughs> He's got a shit soon. Does he? Take him out. Yeah. Nah, we're, we're about done. So, so, so uh, Dennis is there. And I guess I knew that Brian had a brother <laughs> from my readings. And so we hit it off. He featured for a guy that canceled. Yeah. And, and this is just a one-night deal, a one-nighter. You know? Yeah. So he's a nice guy, and, and we hit it off so much, Christian. He lets me fucking stay with him next time I come down there in his crib in Tampa. Right on. And he had already done the Tonight Show. Dennis fucking Regan had done the Tonight Show. Brian and Regan's brother? Had... Brian Regan's brother. He's done two Lettermans. Oh, shit. Oh, yeah, shit. three. I think four. Dennis has done four fucking Lettermans. That's a lot. Yeah, put it on Google. <laughs> Waylon, bring it up. <laughs> Google. So, so I get I headed off with 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 uh, Dennis, who was living in Tampa at the time. Fast forward, he he's, he moves up to San Clarita, all that bullshit up there. Oh yeah. And uh, and I had him in a show, right? Mm-hmm. No, this is before all that shit. <laughs> so I'm I, I'm a fucking comic, and I'm clean at the time. You know, I mean, you know. And uh, which knowing you now is crazy. <laughs> so, it, Christian, are we not in comedy to perform? Yeah, and, and not keep it a secret that we perform. Right. So I was at the point in my life I was clean. I knew I had, I had met Brian several times because I I used to go watch Dennis open for his brother in in you know fifteen hundred seat fucking theaters. You know, yeah. I'd see him in San Diego. I'd see him at the Wiltern. I probably saw Brian Regan five times with Dennis opening. I go back and hang out with Brian and yeah. Dennis and other people. So I got to know Brian pretty good. He, he, you know, he knew my name and all that shit when I'd pop in there. And so I saw that I checked out Brian's schedule and he was performing in my fucking hometown. Here we go with my hometown, Rochester, Minnesota. And I, and I saw that and I said, you know, I'm fucking ready to see if I can fucking open for him. You know, yeah. this would be special. Yeah. I'm going home. I got the fucking goods. I'm clean. Yeah. Brian Regan, I know him. And and I and I go through the proper channels. I didn't go through fucking his brother Dennis. I didn't I didn't call up Brian. I didn't have his number anyhow. I went through his fucking management company. The proper fucking way. Yeah. And so I call him up. I can't remember his I mean, heavy hitters. I think they had Woody Allen. At, you know, I mean, you know, he's rep- at that time he was represented by a big fucking manager. Yeah. Still is. Damn. And uh, I, I call them up, and I, they already knew me because they'd give me free tickets when I would, you know, they'd comp me when I'd go see Dennis. You know, I'd go through this bullshit. So I called them up, and I said, hey, man, uh, you know, I'm a friend of Brian's, and I see he's performing in Rochester, Minnesota, which is my hometown, man. Uh, would you tell Brian I would love to open for him? And then they got back to me like a day later. They called me up, and they were just profusely apologetic. Oh, Brian really... Oh, Brian th- thinks that's great, you know, and Brian wants to give you four comp tickets to the show and all that. Uh, the bottom line is uh, what I learned after that is that they have to put, they don't have to, but a lot of times the opening acts for big acts are in the same management company. Uh, that's uh, that's the that game. Makes sense. I don't know if it's still the same. So they get all but the that's money. what was going on then. Okay. And I don't think he was going to take a chance on somebody that didn't know either. You know, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You can't have somebody go out there and fail in front of his fucking people. Yeah. You know. So that that's that story. And then I avoided Dennis for several years. It wasn't until I produced that show that I reached out 
because I felt sheepish. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I felt. Well, you. you I know. just did what I felt I had to do, but I, I felt yeah, like feel... I didn't want to put Dennis in an awkward situation. Yeah, and like I mean, asking for a favor and like you feel weird. I didn't want to do that. Right. I wanted to go right to the chase because I felt, I, I felt I was ready for this. Yeah. You know, but it just wasn't to be. <clears throat> and then you ended up kind of like fizzling out for a while. Well, that was more due to economic conditions when I would bow out. Yeah, wh- like what year did you kind of stop? Well, my last major one was I, I, I got back. I'd done 10 cruise ships in my day. Four of them were back in the 90s, mid-90s, and, and, you know, I wasn't really ready, but I did four of them, you know. And, and then I did uh, a bunch uh, in 2010, 2011. I got back into Carnival. I don't know how that happened. I really can't remember. And... Uh, and I was actually doing pretty good. Mm-hmm. You know, that's where you had to go in there. And they're not easy. You got to go in there and do 30 minutes clean. Then you got to be Red Fox an hour later. You know, <laughs> the same fucking people are fucking yeah. Right at you. And if you bomb, you're stuck you're on done. the fucking ship you're, with them. You're dead to them. Yeah, you're dead to them. Uh, so, so I guess my last one was like a 2011. I had a carnival. Uh, I got brought back to San Diego, and I remember how clickish it was getting off. I remember somebody. It just I felt. You know, they, I was older. I think that was part of it. You know, because yeah. I'd go to this place where on the cruise ship they had this place you could go, where all the third world people could go and afford drinks. You know, it was for mm-hmm. the employees. Yeah, I mean, you could buy a fucking, you know, bottle of fucking Heineken for a dollar and you know, shot for a dollar. You know, because yeah, it yeah. was the it was the, you know, the employee bar, and I remember them ostracizing me there. You know, they're very cliquish. And I might have been a little old, and anyhow, it didn't work out. And they, and I was actually did good at those Christian, mm-hmm. and they never fucking rebooked me. And and I just that, that's where I really said fuck this at about 2012, 2011. So four years off, uh, I see I'm I'm selling meat door to door. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because and you you got into selling meat door to door because it was like after the re- like 2008 recession. Precisely. And. There's uh, no jobs for old guys. There's just no, no jobs job. for anybody. Yeah. Yeah. No so jobs for anybody. You're like, fuck it. Some meat fell off. Of <laughs> yeah. And I got good at that. <laughs> Which is but. oddly how you intro- introduced yourself when you mm-hmm. came over today. Yeah. <laughs> so, so then I, I, I was selling meat and my uh, sales manager knew I'd done comedy. You know, I, you know, I told people. And uh, he said, hey, man, come in here. And he, he, he has his laptop and he whips up fucking Bill Burr. Uh, What's the one, uh, one of his early ones, uh, something with Let It Go, Let It Go, the fucking Let It Go special. I saw about five minutes of that, Christian. I've been out of comedy about four years now. Fucking blew me away. Blew me away only because I've been doing it long enough that I knew what Bill Burr's doing. Man, he must have had a lot of people say, uh, you know, yeah, call us in a year, you know, because yeah. of his act. And he never fucking changed for anybody. <laughs> I saw him at my college in front of maybe four people. Yeah, yeah. And, and I, like, I had unbelievable respect. Not only did I like what he's saying, I, I just knew his, 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 you know, his path was not fucking easy. For sure. And that blew me away. And, and then my mom had just died, and I'm not, knocking on 60. And I thought, man, I owe it to myself to come back and fucking do it with my fucking point of view instead of running writing jokes for fucking trying to get this doing cruise ships like getting on fucking tv you know yeah 
you know, I wasn't, I wasn't authentic, is my point. And so I started in 2015. There was a, uh, you probably, maybe you'll remember, maybe, maybe not. Uh, there was a mic on uh, West Willow, uh, Nate, the big Nate. Oh. He just had a kid. He's a funny guy. Big Nate. Uh, Banditelli's gone. No, not him. It was uh... Big Nate. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, he's but... a funny dude. But he was running a mic in a coffee shop there on Willow and I don't know where. You know. And 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 it was it was my first mic back trying to, with my new POV, you know. Yeah. And and guess who was in the audience? First fucking guy I met was Nate running the mic and Ryan fucking Schooley. Yeah, good guy to meet. Yeah. And I don't and I think there's just two other fucking people walking around in the background. Well, that, yeah, man. That's how I came back in 2015. And you've been back since. Yeah, eight, but about eight years, and I'm ready to do my special with my new po- point of view. Hell and I'm yeah. fucking ready. Fucking Damn. Long Beach um, Theater, December 2nd. Uh, uh, Playhouse Theater. Playhouse Theater. Yeah. December 2nd. Fuck yeah. Saturday. <laughs> you got a Saturday at a Playhouse. El Sabado para todo español. He, Patrick's bilingual as well. We might have yeah. uh, some Bisexual. Spanish. No, <laughs> bilingual. You're just a fluid individual. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was fun, man. Yeah. Yeah. This is fucking great. Well, thanks. Yeah, thanks yeah. for yeah, stopping this is by, just, saving the pod. This stumbling was, into a did, podcast. Did somebody cancel? Uh, kind of, yeah. We were going to have Bornhop, uh, and he had too wild a night, so we were just catching up and kind of chewing the fat. Oh, that's so great. Then, it's meant yeah. to be. That was so cool. Yeah, that's fun. Hell yeah. That's thanks awesome. for stopping yeah, by. Yeah, thank you guys, man. Yeah, everybody yeah, man. come to the fucking Playhouse on December 2nd. Yeah. Let's pack it out. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You can check Patrick around Long Beach Comedy. Follow him at PatrickTheComedian.com yeah. and Patrick uh, P. Booker online. And, and back at Christian and Sean, good peeps. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. this has been our podcast. i got to get ready to go not get stabbed at work. Uh, <laughs> fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. <laughs> Here we go. Are we done? Right. Yeah, I think yeah. so. Okay, great. That was fun. Hit him with the... What do you Cheers. Go to, you got to go to that bar? <laughs>